Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer, author, and software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Complete Developer Podcast is supported by listeners like you. We are now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Complete Developer Podcast. What is important to you? What do you need to get done right now? How does what you find important compare to your team, your boss, your company, your spouse? Do you prioritize life like your product owner prioritizes the backlog? In this episode, we're talking about prioritization as a measure of importance and urgency. We'll dive into each of the various spectrum and discuss how we prioritize at work and in life. But before we get started, Will, what's been your priority this week? Taxes. <laughs> it's been my priority this week. It was nice because I didn't really owe that much for once. This was like $147 or something. And let's just say in the past, it has been significantly worse. It was nice, but there's just all the paperwork and stuff. And that's, you know, the prioritization thing is an interesting discussion because paperwork is something I always put off Mm -hmm. because I hate it. I'd rather pay a little bit more and not have the paperwork, frankly. Just go, here's a flat rate, you know, and leave me alone. And even if it was more money than now, I would probably still come out ahead because I spent the first quarter worrying about what the taxes are going to be and not spending money and doing things because it's like, hey, everything could be messed up in April. So yeah, that's out of the way, well underway on obviously the second quarter stuff. I figured out I have to be a little bit more ambitious about what I plan for the quarter because I, I kind of like ran off the end of my list last quarter because I was a bit more productive than expected. So good to know. So how about you? Lots and lots and lots of hiking. So um, Saturday, a friend of mine invited me to go to brunch after prayer service. And so I was like, yeah, that'll be fun. I don't have plans until the afternoon, so I can hang out for a bit. So I I go meet them. Actually, I think we all rode together. That's right. We went, got brunch, and then they like were wanting to go to the park and hike. Barfield, it's a city park here in town. And so we did, about four miles. Not bad. And then Sunday, I went to a park closer to you with someone. And uh, we hiked probably about seven and a half miles. We started on the white trail and then did the connector to the red trail. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yep, yep. Did the whole red trail. And then we get back to the white trail and she's like, let's take the short way back. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. But we picked the wrong one and took the long way back. So we did the full two and a half mile white trail too. So all in all, it was about seven and a half miles on a very, very hilly terrain. Yeah, it's brutal. And if you have a knee problem when you're out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's no fun. My glutes were killing me yesterday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We did that. And then we went to um, Sam's Place. It's a restaurant you and I have hung out at. A few times. Yeah, I had food there from there Friday night, actually. Yeah, I was there Sunday night. So, yeah. Have you had the cauliflower pizza? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, it's gluten-free. The person I was with, she's gluten-free. So, we split 
the cauliflower pizza. That was really good. Never had pineapple on pizza before. I had one of their pizzas with pineapple on it Friday night, but it was not the gluten-free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was pretty good. So, uh, yeah. Did that. And then uh, the thing that I had Saturday was a Mario Kart tournament. I came in third. Nice. You throw the uh, blue shell at anybody? Oh, no, I did not throw the blue shell at anybody. I was not uh, not ever in last place to get that. It flew past me a couple of times, and I wasn't in first in any of the games long enough for it to be thrown at me. So I was pretty consistently second, third throughout the whole tournament. But yeah, overall, I'm claiming third. It got confusing after a while because it sort of just devolved into just a bunch of guys playing Mario Kart from like an actual tournament. And then we got bored of that and played Boomerang Foo, which if you've never played Boomerang Foo, it is a lot of fun. I haven't. Oh, yeah. You're basically like, you're like this little food item. Like there's a coffee mug. There's a bacon and eggs. There's like all sorts of little things. And you've got a boomerang that you can throw and it'll come back to you or you can slash with it. And then you've got all sorts of power-ups. Like, you know, you can get multiple boomerangs or you can get like fire or ice or exploding boomerangs or telekinesis where you can control the boomerang. Yeah, it's fun. It's sort of a battle royale, but it's a lot more fun than like Fortnite, in my opinion, because it's really goofy. It's everybody sees the same screen. Like you're just like, at the very beginning, you have to look around and find where your character pops up. And then follow them around. So you can easily get confused. And like some of the power-ups are negative power-ups. So like they'll hurt you. It's a blast. Especially in a group of people. Because like it's not like you literally just play there with the... Well, at least I do. I don't know if you can play online or not. But I play with my friends. And so... But yeah, it was so much fun. My friend who hosted it, when his wife got home, we were still playing the Boomerang Foo. And she was like, How's the the tournament going? She's like, are you guys still playing Mario Kart? And we're like, nope, we're playing Boomerang Foo now. And she's just like, oh my goodness. Because <laughs> this is what happens when you get a bunch of guys together. Yeah. So. Saving money is hard. Especially when you lose Mario Kart tournaments. Ah, you had a bet going, huh? No. But, uh, you know, I was going to say, I think Lucas would tell you not to do that, that that is a bad investment. (laughs) Lucas Casares is a fee-only certified financial planner. He owns and runs Level Up Financial Planning virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And just like us here at Complete Developer Podcast, he focuses on helping you not only establish a real plan, but to take action on that plan so you can live your best life. Investing in financial planning services really comes down to whether or not you can improve your finances. With the help of Level Up, the compounding impact of making better financial decisions will easily pay for itself. What's really nice is Level Up has a unique pricing model that is going to help you no matter where you are in your financial journey. So if you are a junior developer just starting out or a lead architect who's been doing this and is close to retirement, Lucas has a plan for you. And he also is a fiduciary for his clients, which means he's not here to sell you a product, but to help guide you to a better financial situation. Guys, you can catch his podcast, Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, where he covers financial topics you probably face and interviews other IT professionals who share how they navigated their careers. 
You can also learn a lot more at his website, levelupfinancialplanning.com. There is a common demonstration that we're going to do as a thought experiment. So you'll have to do a little bit of visualization here, but it's when talking about priorities. So you have a person fill a bucket with sand, then try to add as many pebbles to the bucket as possible. Following that, they're to add larger gravel than fist-sized rocks. The obvious thing that happens is the bucket fills with sand and they're not able to add much else to it. Then they're instructed to add them in the reverse order so that the larger rocks go in first, then gravel, then small pebbles, then the sand. Doing it this way, more large items are able to be added to the bucket than the smaller ones. And then the space gets filled in by the smaller items, basically. That's the way that works. So this is used to demonstrate the necessity to prioritize the important items and fit them in first, then go in order, like a descending order, down to the least important. The larger rocks represent higher priority items, whereas the smaller grains of sand represent the least important items. If you fill your time with low priority items, you're not going to have the space and capacity for higher priority ones. But if you start with the larger ones, then you'll be able to fit the smaller and smaller ones into the gaps as you fill it up. Yeah. So in other words, this metaphor is not a painting for gold metaphor. (laughs) Right. Now where it gets tricky is in determining where an item falls in priority. Typically, the very high and the very low priority items are kind of obvious. A medical emergency is a very high priority item. Responding to a friend request from someone you've never met is a very low priority item, unless it's not. Like if Elon Musk sent me a friend request, that's priority. If Elon Musk sent me a friend request, I would assume that it was a scam and ignore it. But if it wasn't, it's something that could matter quite a bit. The rest of the items may not be as obvious and can be a little bit more difficult to prioritize. So that's something I've noticed just a lot is mid-tier priorities are things most people really have a hard time with, including myself. Oh, yeah. That's where most people struggle. It's not in knowing what the high priorities and the low priorities are. It's knowing what where to prioritize the mid. So we'll we'll briefly hit on the high and the low in this episode, but we're really going to focus on how to prioritize that mid because that's where the the most struggle is. Well, and the other thing too, like high priority things tend to have a way of forcing themselves to be a priority, right? Like a medical emergency, you got to handle it. Low priority things can be, a lot of times, if you have the discipline, at least you can go, okay, I'm just not going to fiddle with this because it doesn't matter. Right. Or I'm going to outsource it. I have a long list of unresponded to friend requests. Actually, the reason I put that in there is because I got one while I was writing that, like, I have no idea who you are. We have one friend in common. And yeah, no. (laughs) I'm like, I've never met you, so I'm just going to ignore this. So guys, in this episode, we're going to discuss prioritization as a process and a range. We'll look at the costs of items in your to-do list, as well as compare importance and urgency. Finally, we'll discuss how people have different priorities and even how we would prioritize a few different things because Will and I have different priorities. And different ways of looking at them too. Yeah, so we're going to prioritize things differently. And we'll discuss that and like discuss those differences and how to 
interact with people who have different priorities than you. Because I'll be honest with you guys, it can be really frustrating, especially like I just remember being a teenager and even into like our early 20s, my mother and I have very, very vastly different priorities. Like to her, spending the night in cleaning the house is super high priority. Whereas to me, the friend who called who's going through a rough time is way higher priority than vacuuming the living room. Yeah. And you can't really do those at the same time. I guess you like call the friend and go, hey, come over and talk to me while I vacuum. Because your life sucks and so does this vacuum cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I could sell some things. I don't think I could sell that one. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and the thing is, it's not that either one of us has the right or the wrong priorities. It's just for each of us, there are different priorities. Yeah. Well, and as you, one thing you notice too is your priorities shift as you get older or as, you know, you get a family or you get certain responsibilities. And, and so there's just stuff that's like, hey, yeah, this would have been a big deal when I was in college. I don't care about it at all right now because I can't or just because I've, I've seen what happens when you care about some things. Sometimes you just don't want to anymore, too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see sometimes it's maturity. Sometimes it's just, hey, this is no longer an important thing in my life. Well, like drama is a great example. And one thing, too, is you get an eye for things that tend to grow. Like the priority level stays the same, but the workload increases. Yeah. So other people's drama is a great example of that. Like, it seems like such a small thing when you're in college. But man, when you're in your 40s and you got friends that, and I've got a couple of relatives that are like this, that they've always got drama. It's like, if you talk to them about it, it's just going to keep going. And you're going to be in the middle of it. I was thinking less dramatic than that, but just like in my own life, television or video games, even five, 10 years ago. Oh, that was a very high priority to me. Yeah. You know, something, well, 10 years ago I was in med school, but five years ago, that was a big priority to me. And now I don't even have a television hooked up in my house because it's just, it's not a priority. There are other things that are priorities. So they change and different seasons. I, plan on eventually hooking my TV back up and getting back into it and getting back into video games. I was talking about doing a Mario Kart tournament earlier. Like, I still enjoy it. It's just not a priority. And I can remember this at different points too where like you would say something like, I need to play video games because you're like trying to blow off steam, right? Like, and you're prioritizing that. I understood where you're coming from, but it sounded so strange to me because, you know, you're in a different headspace in a different direction now. So yeah. I guess let's you know start talking about how we prioritize things. So priority is as a range, essentially. You can visualize it as sort of a, a range from high to low. Yeah. Like in my task board, I've got four priorities. Priority four is actually not prioritized because it's like, this is just crap that's on a list. And like, you know, I got to get carrots at the grocery store. Well, it's not priority one. It's like I get all the stuff at the store when I go to the store. So I don't put a priority on those kind of things. But yeah, like looking at it as a numeric range and priorities can range from high priority, meaning it should be done before anything else to low priority items that can be put off. A lot of times too, I find if if something is low priority, it will either shift to not happening or it shifts to high priority <laughs> because I put it off long enough. Like, oh, I don't know, taxes, tax paperwork. We'll, we'll talk about about the that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a really good one, a good example. A way you can think about priorities is similar to a bell curve in grading where 
the majority of your priorities are going to fall somewhere in the middle of the curve with a few being very obviously high end. Like these are very obviously your high priorities and a few being very obviously low priorities. And again, that's going to change. Like for me, like you said, at one time in my life, playing video games was really high priority because that's how I I blew off steam. That's how I coped with a lot of things. Yeah, and you were dealing with some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> For a while. Oh, yeah. And now it's very low priority. It's something that, oh, hey, my friends are having a tournament playing Mario Kart. Well, you know what? I haven't played in four or five months, but yeah, I'll show up. I took my controllers and we had a great time. But it just... it. If I didn't get to go to that, I wasn't going to be like, it wasn't going to negatively affect me. Yeah. So, but then the the bulk of it is sort of in that, that curve. And that's where we're going to spend probably most of our time talking is about the, the center of that curve. Yeah. And honestly, the stuff that's on the extreme ends is the easiest to prioritize because it's clear and it being obvious makes it simpler. Mm-hmm. And again, the the more difficult ones, they're going to be the hump of the curve. You're going to have most of your stuff in these, and it's going to be hard to go, hey, does this go before or after that one? And you're going to make mistakes. I still make mistakes, and I've been studying prioritization for a while now because I used to be so bad at it. My curve was inverted. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) But, you know, like, and I've noticed too on the items in the middle, I used to try to prioritize them better than I do now, and I actually had to loosen up. Yeah, because it's like I spent so much time going, is this more important than this? It's like, like you, in the amount of time you spent trying to figure that out, you could have gotten one of them done. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the frequency with which my brain is like, bro. <laughs> like, I feel like that's the, the word I hear in my head more than anything else. It's not good. So each item or task that you have has a cost related to it. So you're going to have a to-do list and Everything costs. And these are used to determine when, how, and even if you should accomplish that task. Yeah. And I do story points on all mine. It's usually story points. I have tags for those and I have tags for the equipment, software, location, those kind of things and people involved. All that stuff is tagged. So if I have to, if I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to be on the laptop. Well, I do all the crap that's tagged for laptop. Right then, regardless of priority, because I'm there. Will is way, way more organized about his prioritization than I am. Just saying. My thing is, is like, I hate when I shut the laptop down and pack it up in the bag. And then 15 minutes later, I got to pull it out again. And I'm like, it's it's like, just no, no, I think that's good. I need to get better at stuff like that. But what I'm saying, though, is like. You are are way more organized when it comes to that. Like, I do not have my stuff labeled out like that. Because I get so mad. <laughs> and this is something like, <laughs> yeah, I know my wife has said this before. Like, you know, when you get agitated about something, you're just not really easy to deal with. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm around me. I can't get away from me. <laughs> I'm well aware. Oh, man. Yeah. So... The first cost to consider is the physical requirement of the task. Uh, These may be hardware like Will's laptop, software, whatever needed. And prerequisite tasks. Yeah. Or your ability to physically accomplish the task. Like right now, I have a lawn that needs to be mowed and I am not physically able to do that 
short of taking a pair of scissors out there and clipping it because I do now own a lawnmower, but it hasn't been delivered yet. It gets here Friday. So, which I just realized I didn't tell you guys about. I bought a lawnmower yesterday. That's in the aftercast, not in this one. So, yeah. yeah. The aftercast that we did before this one. Right. The precast? Because we also time travel, which really messes up prioritization. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The next cost is the time that it takes to complete the task. This is kind of one of the things that goes into my story points. That's not all, but is it something that can be done quickly and make a huge difference? Or is it something that will take a lot of time for little impact? I have those kind of teased apart a little bit too. So I'll have, I have tags for the impact level too. <laughs> yeah. Recently, we dropped two full features from the product that I'm working on, which moved our end date up by probably six to eight months. Yeah, that's big. Oh, yeah. Because our product owner was like, she was looking at them and going, how often do they actually do this versus how much it's going to cost us? And so she started looking at the business process and was like, this is really complicated and it's going to take the developers like six to eight months to do this. Or we could just have someone write a report in a week or two and accomplish the exact same thing. And so, like, that's a big thing is when you look at, hey, the time that's going to take, because time is money, especially in the work environment. The costs and stuff, too, are, that's also something that really has to be broken down. And it's something I actually want to work on more on mine. And I used to actually do this and I ripped it out and I wish I hadn't. But you, you also need to consider things like the amount of thought and mental processing that a task will take or physical. If you're, you're mowing your yard and you're using a push mower the next thing of I'm going to move this weight set to this other room and set it up probably doesn't need to happen the same day regardless, right? Because you're probably going to already be shot after mowing the yard in the Tennessee heat. And so thinking about that, or does something require intense focus or could you get interrupted two or three times and not be affected? There are certain tasks that are kind of, I think I still have a tag for that. It's like, and it's probably phrased fairly uncharitably for what those tasks are, but it's, it's like, hey, this is a task that is very tolerant of interruptions. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that um, I tend to get my interruptions like around 10.30 to 11.30. It's like right before lunch. Because I typically go to lunch at 11, but a lot of times I end up like working on something and I'll get, that's when everyone wants to reach out to me is at that point in time. And if they reach out after I've gone to lunch, they'll hear back from me when I get back. That's the way it is because honestly, I'm not going to respond to stuff while I'm running on a treadmill or lifting weights because I go to the gym on my lunch break. But I have noticed that. So I purposefully, I'll do like less focused work at that time of day because I know that's when I'm going to get interrupted. Yeah. And you have lots of tasks like that, right? I mean, that just, you don't want to do those during your focus time. We've talked about this when we were talking about our sleep rhythms and the best time to work and stuff like that. This is another thing to consider when planning out your day is when are you getting interrupted? I think we talked about that a little bit then too. Yeah. Now, the final cost we're going to talk about is the actual financial cost of the task. Even in-house development cost man hours, which can add up. And that can be a lot of money. Like, yeah. Well, and, and thinking about things like cash flow, 
Yeah. Because, hey, yes, you know, you have money for a new car, a new lawnmower, and you know, two or three other things. But if you buy all those things and anything goes wrong, you're just toast. Right. Right. You, you have to kind of be aware of that dynamic. Is go, okay, I need to spread these things out a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I've actually got a few tasks like that that I that are on the board that's like, okay, I, I can do these three this month, but I can't do these other eight. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally get that because buying this lawnmower has pushed back buying a new laptop, which I really need to do work stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you can't if you can't. Yeah. I can I can get work done. I can't mow the lawn without a lawnmower. Yeah. You just well, you get the new laptop, and what you do is is you get like a really big fan on the bottom. There you <laughs> go, drag it over the yard. Let's <laughs> get a solid state yeah. drive. It won't. It won't be a problem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally fine. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're going to talk about importance and urgency, because really, guys, prioritization is a balance between these two spectrums. The importance and urgency are each their own spectrum. Yeah, and it's really important not to get those confused mm-hmm. or blend them because then you end up working on stuff that's like, yeah, this is important, but it's not urgent. Right. But importance refers to the amount of impact the item or task has on the overall goal. Yeah. Like, how much impact is this going to make? Is this like really making a dent in our goal? Like, the project I'm working on at work, our goal is to make life easier and like, automate some processes and make things easier for this one particular division. And it's like, hey, is this? And that's what our our product owner was looking at. She's like, it's not really going to make their lives much better. It's not going to really automate things that like need to be automated. And it's going to cost a whole lot. So that's why we ended up dropping it. And everybody celebrated. Yeah. Like legitimately. And there was much rejoicing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Now, urgency refers to the immediacy or how quickly or soon a task needs to be completed to achieve a goal. So, you know, to use to use the taxes as an example, again, hey, this is important because, you know, it turns out if you don't pay taxes, there's a little bit of a problem. It gets very expensive very quickly. That said, in January, it's not urgent, uh, you know, with taxes being due in April. It's something you, you know, a lot of times when I see a task that's low urgency, it's not to say, Hey, I'm putting this off. It's more like, okay, can I be slowly working on something to get that done? To chip away at it during you know, lower priority time. Like, can I break this task down? Is, is typically my thought process there. Each of these factors is a spectrum from high to low. And every item on your to-do list will fit into these two spectrum. Everything is going to have an importance level and everything is going to have an urgency level. Right. And the way that you prioritize is by looking at those two and going, hey, where is it on importance? Where is it on urgency? Because something that's very important, but not super urgent, you want to get it done, but you don't have to rush it. Something that is highly urgent, but not very important, gets outsourced. Yeah. Is what that is. <laughs> A lot of times too, uh, that's something I've I've had to learn the hard way. Is just like, yeah, it's urgent because there's you know this is a problem, but I don't have time for it, and it's not super duper. I'm not going to be picky about how it gets done necessarily. Just that it gets done. You know, these each have a place in the 
bell curve range of priority, right? So you're kind of looking at two different bell curves, <laughs> like at two axes almost. That's how I think about it. I don't know. It's more like these two ha- are their own spectrum and then in their combination has its own place. Like a topographically. So like <laughs> there's a bell curve from the left to the right and there's a bell curve from the front to the back. No, that is not what I'm talking about. No, it's one bell curve that is priority. Right. And then urgency and importance are under that. And we'll, we'll talk about this on each one, but I'll just use this as an example. You're really high important, high urgency. Like your medical emergencies. Yeah. That is one section of the bell curve. Your low importance, low urgencies, the things that just really don't matter, that is a different section of that bell curve. Okay, you're combining them in the same axis, whereas I've flipped it and I'm looking at it as a topological. Okay. Yeah. I have a harder time visualizing what, I know what you mean, but I'm, yeah. You're probably the only person who has a harder time visualizing that. Yeah, that's entirely possible. I'm slightly brain damaged sometimes, I think. Only slightly? <laughs> There's just stuff sometimes where I'm like, I look at it weird and I know that the way I look at it is weird and I know better than to say anything. And I feel like this is one of those. So, yeah. Yeah, that's all right, man. No, the bell curve is priority and these are the components under that. Like, or yeah, they're not part of the bell curve. They're just where you determine where it goes in the bell curve. Yeah, or it's my topographical thing. It's leftmost and closest to you. Yeah. (laughs) So with this, it's like, if your bell curve is the average of the grades, these are the grades you're averaging. Okay. (laughs) I felt uh, like uh, that sounded vaguely tautological, but um, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's just go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So this is not... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to explain, yeah. So... The first one we're going to talk about is the one extreme, high importance and high urgency. Items with both high importance and high urgency are things that need to be done yesterday. Like taxes. Yeah. Now. Today. Well, actually today, right? Today's the 18th. Yeah. Yeah. These are obviously high or on the far right side of the priority curve and should be rare as their extremes of the bell curve. So, like, I think of bell curves with intelligence because I studied IQ testing when I was in school, in grad school. So, like, that's where it it sticks out most to me. But it can be in a lot of places. Like, I had teachers in high school who graded on a curve. Only a certain percentage of the class was going to get an A. Even if you answered all the questions right, you may not get an A. Yeah, it's like all the downsides of communism with, I was going to say none of the upsides, but there really aren't any. I look good in red. <laughs> you lose weight quickly. <laughs> yeah, not, uh, not, that's not a great way to put that. Yeah, and, and one thing that's important here is if everything is coming at you and it's treated as both of these or one or both, then when a real high-priority, high-urgency task comes, it's going to get lost in the noise. Right. This is an area that you reserve and you go, is it really though? And that's something you get with maturity because in any situation where you're facing this, it takes a minute to get used to everything. Yeah. Some examples of this include emergency situations such as bugs in a production push or like uh, crash servers, things like that. Yeah. And medical emergencies, you know, in, in life fall into this category, you know, car accidents, 
there's a lot of stuff that, that can kind of be in that area. So the next one is high importance and low urgency. And items with a lot of importance but not much urgency tend to fall in the mid to mid-high priority range. Uh, you know, that's the right upper side of the curve. Uh, yeah. So it's not the extreme right, but it's it'd be the first or two standard deviations. On the right side. On the right side, yeah. Yeah. These include things like your common daily tasks, such as checking email, reviewing the backlog, even your stand-ups. They're very important. You get a lot of stuff out of them, but there's not a lot of urgencies because they're kind of repetitive and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, if something major comes up, you can skip a stand-up. People do that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you're in an environment where that is considered to be acceptable. In an agile environment, regular stories or tickets also kind of fall into this category. Hopefully, at least, you know, it has some degree of importance if there's a ticket. This is the thing that it's important, but you've got the time to work on it because that's literally what you're doing. You have prioritized it. Your product owner has prioritized it in the backlog, but then you've got your story points that you guys did or however you guys are are doing that that tells, hey, here's about how long it should take. So you don't have this, oh, I've got to get this done as soon as possible. You have, hey, we kind of determined our average pace and how long it should take me to get this done. It's important that I get it done, but I don't have to rush and cut corners to get it done. You know, the thing is with these, and taxes is a really great example of this, you need to make sure that you have time to do these properly so that they don't become urgent. Yeah, well, and health-related stuff is that way too, right? Yeah. It's like, yes, it's very important to be healthy. Do I need to lift right now? Do I need to run right now? No, but if I don't do that for 40 years, I'm going to have a problem that's going to become very urgent. Probably if I do it, if I don't do it for less than that. Yeah, I want to go run right now. Yeah. You want to go mow a yard right now in the dark. You want your lawnmower. I know what you want. Yeah, you know what I want. Yeah, so a good example is is also stuff like code katas, daily learning, keeping up on your skills. It is important. You're going to have to let it slide sometimes, but you can't let it slide forever. In life, this is daily tasks or more like weekly tasks like grocery shopping, daily like family time, things like that, where it's like, this is really, really important, but you're not rushing to do it. Like, I don't rush to the grocery store, but I still go every week. And, you know, a lot of times it's the stuff that's actually, that makes life. Right. You're getting paid because you're dealing with stuff that's high priority, high urgency. You have something to spend it on because you're doing stuff that is high importance and low urgency. And then the rest of it just kind of has to fit around that. So next is low importance and high urgency. Items with a lot of urgency, but not a lot of importance, tend to fall in the mid to mid-low priority range. So just to the left of the center of the bell curve. Yeah, these are tasks or events that if they're going to happen, need to happen soon, but don't necessarily need to happen. Common source of these is other people's requests, such as meetings that you're not required to attend. Or when others need help or advice, they may be high importance, high urgency to the person requesting your help. But to you, it's not as important, but it's still urgent because you need to respond because they need the help now. 
Another thing is we do an on-call schedule and it's usually only calls during the day because a lot of times it's like, hey, the person who needs help is only going to be there during working hours. Every now and then we do have have to do stuff after hours. But um, anyway, what I was getting at is we have one app that has some really common stuff that just like it has some syncing issues and stuff like that. And so I have asked the guys who really know how to do it if they could include me when they do it because I want to learn it. So I don't have to like rely on them all the time. And so every time one of those comes in, which it's like every other week or so, I get invited to it. It's not super important, but it's urgent. Well, it's not super important to me, I should say, but it's urgent. Like it's happening. A lot of times it's the ticket comes in and then 15 minutes later, they're on the call. And so I get invited to it. So if I'm going to respond, I have to respond right now. But if I don't respond, there's no negative. Yeah, I would almost say that tasks that are in this bucket are the tasks that interrupt you when you're doing something that is high labor and high importance or high focus and high importance. Like these tasks tend to come in groups at certain times and like figure out what they are and you'll notice that. Mm -hmm. Like with my example, sometimes... I've like just finished something or I'm waiting on tests to run and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? I've got the time. I really want to learn this. So I'm going to hop on the call with you. I hate to say it, but most of the time I don't have the capacity for it because I'm busy working on other things that are higher importance to me and to my role. Yeah. And the people that are paying you. Right. (laughs) Right. uh, Yeah. That's where that comes in. Another good example of this is non-breaking bugs, such as minor typos or like stuff with the workaround. Yeah. Yeah. Things that like aren't breaking, but it's like, oh, hey, this word should be capitalized and it's, you know, in camel case or something like that. Or this functionality is broken, but we have a feature flag and we just don't have it turned on yet. It's not broken, broken for anybody who cares. It's broken for QA. I've seen quite a few of those. If you're lucky enough to have a feature flag system that's robust. That's one of the reasons that you want that is because it shifts things into this kind of situation. Another example, just in personal life, is something like an acquaintance's birthday party. It's like, hey, you know, you can, it has to occur at a certain time that, that you're not in control of, but you might be able to get out of it or, you, you know, if you're busy. Notice I said acquaintance and not friend. Yeah. Yeah. I would put more importance on the, a friend's birthday party. It, like Facebook friend, not real life friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say this. I have skipped one friend's birthday party to go to another friend's wedding because wedding, there are typically not as many of those. Yeah, usually once in a lifetime. As a rule, that get like 80 of those. Right, right. Genghis Khan. <laughs> Thing is, the friend whose birthday I skipped got upset. And it's like, I went to someone's wedding. Like, we can celebrate your birthday. I'll take you out to dinner. We can do something together after the fact. But this is a once in a lifetime, hopefully, for them event. And I mean, they're still married. So they're still married. I'm no longer friends with that person. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was my, maybe somebody else. No, you, you don't know this person. Ah. So the next bucket of stuff is low importance and low urgency the obviously low priority items that fall to the far left of the bell curve in both cases, honestly. 
Yeah. And these events are things that are beneficial or good to get done, but not necessary to functionality. Like they may not ever happen, but if they do, there's not really a rush to get to them either. Yeah. Most of these type items come from a customer's nice to have list, especially if they have prioritized their backlog appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> and you get done with the higher priority tasks, which is kind of the big thing there. This becomes a priority if a whole bunch of other stuff gets done. Otherwise, it's just on a list. Mm-hmm. In my consulting stuff, I've got some customers who have a nice to have list. And they're honestly, they're really great customers because they know, hey, here's what we really need to get it working. Here's what we eventually need to get it working. Here's what we'd really like to have. And here are some things that it'd be sweet, but we don't actually need. It's really nice. Good examples are gold plating. As developers, we like to do that. Or bonus features. Yeah, stuff that's not necessarily going to make a business difference, but maybe is a little bit more pleasant to deal with or handle some problem that's lower priority. Uh, another Other good examples are things like spring cleaning organizing bookshelves, cleaning out the closet. Again, assuming that you're not piling more crap in there. So like cleaning out a guest bedroom closet would be an example of this. Cleaning a child's closet might not. Yes, I don't have children. So I'm thinking from an adult's perspective, like cleaning out my closet, it's, oh, hey, those clothes don't fit anymore. I should probably like take them to Goodwill or if they're nicer, sell them or something or whatever. But Cleaning out a kid's closet might be different. Speaking of that, people have differences in priorities. We kind of touched on this briefly at the beginning. I know growing up, my parents had very different priorities. It caused some issues, I think, for them because it was just like my dad was more the go out and be around people and stuff like that. My mom was more the, hey, we need to take care of the house and do this and do that. and. Neither one of them was like right or wrong. It was just a difference in their own internal priorities. So what may be high priority to you will be low priority to someone else. Yeah. And it's important to remember this too, because it's very easy to judge and go, well, I can't believe that their house is a mess. And it's it's like, dude, (laughs) I have interacted with people whose houses were an absolute disaster, but they're making 400 K a year, which tells me they ought to hire a maid. But, you know, hey, you do you. Like, obviously something is working for you. And it's very easy to get judgmental about that sort of thing. And in a business context, the trick is to find out where your manager or director places their priorities and how they line up with yours and those of the company as a whole. And by the way, these are priorities as expressed by action, not by words. Be really careful about that. You know, I worked for a company, they were like, oh, we don't want to have bugs in software. It's high priority to have quality. And they rushed releases and everything else. It's like your priority is to get releases out the door. Your, your priority is speed. It's not quality. Wizard's fifth rule. Yeah. Watch what people do. Yeah. Not what they say for deeds betray a lie. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking more like Machiavelli, but <laughs> yeah, for the same reason, you know, like words are wind. They don't, they don't matter. Like pay attention to what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes disagreements and even arguments can be boiled down to a difference in priorities. And honestly, that's <laughs> like 90% of arguments on it. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, yeah, it'd be really nice if we could do that thing, but this other thing is a bigger deal. Well, it's not a big deal to me because I don't have that problem. 
if you're not thinking of something like this, just look at a newspaper and look at what people are arguing over and look at it in this light. And it'll become very clear how big of a problem it is. And when you understand another person's priorities and how they relate to your own, that can be just as important as understanding their personality. It's definitely going to predict their behavior. And it also makes it a lot easier to go, oh, well, that's their priority. This thing's a high priority for them. It's a medium high for me. But if I work with them on this, I get mine done. That may shift some things around in your prioritization just because of opportunity. Oh, absolutely. If you're willing to to do that, I guess it's kind of the trick there. So we're going to go through a few of these. We're, we're running low on time, but... Uh... Yeah, we got the yapping. We didn't prioritize speed. No, that's okay because this episode was literally written for discussion. Good thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's why the last point is literally discuss where to place certain events. And so we may not go through the whole list, but we're just going to talk about each one of these. And I did prioritize this list because there's a couple I wanted to get to. So let's start off with music language lessons. And Will, where would you prioritize those? I put my language lessons pretty high up because there's business reasons for that. And also, I don't want to lose my spot and start getting, like, lose ground that I've already covered. I put that as important and fairly urgent, not above necessarily above work, but it's pretty close after. It is, and so is the podcast, right? That's sort of where I am because especially my music lessons because I'm literally playing in front of people. And music lessons for me has a negative priority because I have nothing there. (laughs) So I put mine pretty high up because I am uh, like the high importance. Well, and you don't want to lose ground. It's the same kind of thing. It's like mid-urgency, but it's more like, oh, hey, this is a regular task. I practice my piano every single day. Well, and it's it's a lot like weightlifting or some of those other things too. Like when something is a maintenance task, if you put it off, it gets harder Yes, to catch up. And it's just like, just keep the ball rolling. All right. The next one, a friend's child's graduation party. To be honest, I'm not sure I would even be aware. (laughs) If you got invited. I I would be very surprised. Um, A friend's child's graduation party. I'm just trying to think. We're assuming that you have a friend or in the future when a friend... I mean, I've got a friend whose kid is graduating. I mean, I've got a few, but I don't think I would probably... I mean, I would totally go. I guess it would be urgency. I don't know that it would be super important. That said, if like if we were like super close to another family or something... When I was growing up, there was a... You know, my dad's business partner was 800 yards behind the back end of our property. And we were constantly at each other's houses. Yeah, I went to their graduations, right? Like that was a big deal because they're practically family. So what you're saying is it depends on your your closeness to them. I got invited to two graduation parties. Yeah, well, and you said, you know, a friend's child's graduation party. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of them. I'm on the worship team with the parent and the child. And the the other one, I know the parent and child too. Like, I was like, where would you put it? And it really, like you said, it depends on how well you know them. And also, like, how much trouble is it going to be? Like, if it's in the middle of the workday versus, okay, yeah, it's a Friday night and I'm not doing anything because I don't have a life. Those are two very different considerations. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some urgency there just because it's a timed, like, event. 
Yeah. But there's not always a lot of importance to it. It kind of depends on where, how important the people are to your life. Like if it's like your neighbor's kid and you barely know them, like if you were just invited because, oh, hey, you live next door to them, but you really don't know them at all, then that's one thing versus, oh, hey, I'm like me, like one of the graduations I got invited to, I'm literally on the worship team with this kid. She's come to small groups that I've led, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go to that. So, all right. Last one, and then we'll wrap up. Watching TV, playing video games. Super duper low. The only thing is, is this one gets a little bit more complex when you've got family in the mix. So like family movie night is higher priority than just watching TV. Like I, I really don't just watch TV. Playing video games, yeah, some of that is just blowing off steam or like using it in the middle of context switching. Yeah, it's really good when you're just like, all right, I just need to some downtime. Sometimes I will watch TV just because I'm like, I don't feel like reading. I don't want to go to bed yet. And I'm like, I don't have the energy to actually play a video game. Yeah, or I'm using excessive profanity with JavaScript that I need to cool off. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, well. (laughs) So guys, prioritization can help you to maximize your efforts Onto the items and tasks that will give you the most reward. However, a problem with the bucket example or demonstration that we talked about earlier is that once you fill in all the gaps with the smallest grains of sand, there's no room to breathe. Even when you put in the bigger tasks first, when you fill it up with those smaller ones, there's just not room to breathe inside that bucket. It becomes difficult to make adjustments when everything is packed so tight into the bucket. We kind of hinted at that a little bit. And the same is true with your schedule. When you pack too much into it, you don't have capacity to make adjustments. And that is a whole nother podcast that we will have because I do that all the time. I've gotten better, Will. Stop making that face. You know, I'm grinning like a possum eating a peach seed because, yeah, you have gotten better. I have gotten better. It can work for a while, especially when you're at a crunch time, but this should not be the norm because it's not maintainable. Trust me. Trust me. I know this from experience. And I know it from experience by proxy. Yes. Use the information that we discussed here to guide you when you're planning out your priorities and don't forget to leave some room to breathe in your schedule. That's pretty much all we got. We'll catch y'all next week. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Standby for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. For references, show notes, and extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Help us make the show possible by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. You'll get extras, including a weekly aftercast where we discuss the topic of the week and bonus material with some of our patrons. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod, like our page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram to keep up with news about the show. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by signing up at slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.